This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further. Head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much. Cardinal Rule Press. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to All the Right Marketing, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders about marketing their programs and their products. Products being books, right? Um, Our guests share tips that can help anyone who loves a book, whether you are a librarian, bookseller, author, publisher, or an aspiring writer. We have a lot of different listeners on our podcast. The truth of the matter here is that the advice coming out of these conversations are for creative individuals across many different industries. So today's guest is Marcy Campbell, and she's an award-winning author of picture books and middle grade novels, which have earned the praise in many different, um, I would say, review, review companies in the trade, such as the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, School Library Review, the Horn Book Review, Kirkus Reviews, and many others. That is amazing. Her picture books have been selected for the Junior Library Guild, which again is a huge huge honor, um, and named a Best Children's Book of the Year by Bank Street College. In in addition, Adrian, ooh, I'm going to pause there. Tell me, is it Simcox? Simcox. Simcox. Okay, I want to say that again. Okay. In addition, Adrian Simcox does not have a horse, was an indie bestseller, and received awards, including the Comstock Read Aloud and Crystal Kite Awards, as well as the, here we go again. I'm pausing. I don't know exactly. <laughs> I, I just, I just say, I just say Huck Pack. Okay. All it's right. a, however you say it is fine. <laughs> okay. Um, as well as the Huck Pack Prize in Germany, her debut middle grade novel, Rule of Threes, which if you're watching with video, I'm, I see it on her shelf behind her, was selected for the Choose to Read Ohio list. Marcy's books have been translated into eight languages and adapted for stage. She lives in Ohio with her husband, two children, and three furry companions. Okay, there is so much. I feel like our interview today, Marcy, could literally be like unpacking your bio. 
And that's, I mean, that's part of where my questions are going to come from today. Uh, first of all, who are these three furry companions? Well, one, I'm hoping you can't hear him snoring because I, I have an old uh, black lab who's in the next room um, taking one of his many naps today. <laughs> um, and we have two cats who may make an appearance if they That's see amazing. that I'm up to something in here, but all rescue pets, the cats found us, of course. Um, and yeah, and our dogs from the shelter, so. That's amazing, I love it. And people, um, you know, that we've seen a lot of animals on this podcast, so no worries there. And that's been a fun thing doing visits with kids over the pandemic, you know, like something I'd never thought of, a benefit actually of being on Zoom is that my cats will often show up and show they up just and, that. And I got the kids <laughs> love that. So, you know, um, way back when, Marcy, you were a young little girl, or maybe you were more of a teenager, we'll have to find out. But um, it wasn't just words that you liked arranging. It was arranging things in your home. And um, you got to do some of this as a job for your aunt. So tell us a little bit about that, because it's a very oh, creative yeah. part. I have always loved kind of um, interior decorating. I remember trying to, I, my siblings are quite a bit older than I am. And my, the one closest in age, my sister is 10 years older. So when I was a little kid and she's a teenager, she's having friends over I would try and like arrange the pillows on the couch and she'd always run in and put everything back the way it was stop doing that that's awesome um but one of my first jobs was for my aunt who owned uh kind of it wasn't a, a hallmark brand store but very similar she sold cards and candles and all that kind of stuff um right on the main street and so she would let me, this is when I was probably 16, she would let me do all the window displays. That's and I awesome. loved doing that. And, and actually, when I finish with you today, I'm painting some trim. Uh, <laughs> our, I'm redoing our, our former playroom is becoming a den, which is, is kind of kids, sad. Yeah, the kids are getting older. Right. I, they're 13 and 15 now. And we moved here 12 years ago. So and that was the first room I did into this fantastic playroom with everything, the books and the art. And, you know, we had a little swing in there even. Um, and now we haven't used that room in several years. And so we're turning it into a den with a TV and, you know, yeah. more stuff that they're into now as teenagers. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I, so the reason I ask you about your, um, you know, job with your aunt is because I think once a creative, always a creative. <laughs> so let's go back to, um, you know, so as a child, you enjoyed doing those things. Let's go back to what was your first role in, um, you know, let's talk about your journey. Where did you begin your journey as a writer? So I started writing really before I knew any words. So I would just draw pictures and we didn't have a bunch of art supplies at our house, but, but I had crayons and I had notebook paper and I had tape. And so I would just tape those pieces of paper together. And I still have this book I made when I was five, which is literally, there's just, it's like a board book where you're learning words, you know, it's one of those kinds of things. So I just had a picture on each page. And when I learned the word, I would write apple, you know, <laughs> in my little handwriting. Um, so yeah, that started when I was five or six. And then gradually I started writing paragraphs and then, you know, short, short stories. But we actually, and this is 
probably not the case for a lot of people you have on. We didn't really have many books in our house. Like um, I come from a farm family. We lived on a dairy farm and, and both of my parents had multiple jobs, um, blue collar family. I was first gen college student. Um, there wasn't a lot of time to read. And, I bet. Yeah, I bet. and there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of money to buy books and we didn't have a library in our little town. We'd have to go the next town over to go to the library and no one was going to take me to the library. Like that was the last <laughs> anybody's mind. Even my school just had, we had a, a few shelves of books um, in conference room, but there wasn't a library or a librarian. So it's kind of rare that we even got to go in there. Wow. So, um, so I started in third grade when I was just writing paragraphs, deciding that I was going to write my own books. And so I had a cardboard box that was the library and I lay all my books in there. And I would ask my siblings to come and check out my books. I'm the librarian, you know, I'm the yeah. writer and now I'm the librarian. That's awesome. So when so, you went to college, is that what you studied? So I, I minored in writing. I, um, I majored actually in public relations and I did that for a career okay. for several years after college. It was right when I was graduating from college, I met the professor who would change my life, who, um, Tell us about that. Yeah, she was teaching a fiction writing class that I took as part of my minor. And of course, I'd always wanted to do this and I kind of dabbled in it, but I didn't have any role models. Like we didn't know, I didn't grow up knowing anyone who did anything in the arts. You know, everyone in my family and our town did a very more, you know, what they would call practical. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. Yeah, color jobs and um I didn't really know it was a thing like I didn't realize we didn't have books either. like I, I didn't know there was a person behind the books if that makes yeah. any sense mm -hmm. and and my professor came from a very similar farm family everyone thought she was crazy why do you want to write and she sat me down before I graduated and said I know you know you're going to do other things but do not stop writing because you could actually do this like you can do this and so, and so when I had my first book, now every book that comes out, I send to her. We That's reconnected. Awesome. Great. I bet she just yeah. loved it. And what yeah. was that first book? Tell us what that first book was. So the first book I wrote was, um, was Adrian Simcox does not have a horse. And that's this one. And this actually came from a childhood memory where the, it's this little girl, Chloe, is actually telling the story about her classmate, Adrian. And um, she is very angry that he tells everyone he has a horse because he doesn't have one. She knows he's lying. And so um, that happened to me in grade school. <laughs> Although well, growing up in a farm was, community, yeah. yeah it, um, it's not a horse, it's a cow, family. right? <laughs> right. Um, the, the little boy I knew actually lived in town and, and had a lot of things. And, and Adrian does not um, have many things at all. And so, so I decided I would explore that. Very and cool. And what year, did, like, what year did that come out, Marcy? That came out in 2018. So yeah, so four years ago and my fourth book just came out last month. So, so you've been really out. busy since, since you started. It, it's kind of, I mean, four books in four years is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's kind of slow compared to a lot of my peers, but um, 
I am perfectly happy with it. You know, like <laughs> I am writing at my own pace. We have a young family that's doing a million things. Like, you know, I have other stuff going on. So, um, and I have a, a novel that came out too. And I just finished another novel that's out on submission. So those novels take a lot of time. And are they all middle grade? Uh, yes. Yep. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? Let's go back a little bit because we kind of jump from professor and then all of a sudden the four books. Um, <laughs> so I know there was something that happened between there. Um, did you join SCBWI or what kind of, you talked about peers, what do you feel really helped you go from writer to published writer, published author? So I made a decision. My we were up in Michigan, actually, where where you're from. There we were in Ann Arbor. Okay. And um, and my husband was in grad school, and we were just married. And and I was doing PR. I did PR for like five or six years. Okay. And in my spare time, on my lunch hours, <laughs> I was writing short stories for adults at this time. Okay. And I published a few things, and I published a few essays for adults. And I just found myself really like, I couldn't wait till the lunch hour so I could play with these stories. And I was getting so tired of my job. <laughs> I just couldn't see myself doing that the rest of my life. And so we had a limited amount of time left in Ann Arbor. Like I knew we're only gonna be here for a couple of years. And so I ended up going to grad school, not, not at Michigan, but at Eastern Michigan down the street um, and got a creative writing degree. And for me, like, even though I was still writing for adults, like that was the moment. And having two people in grad school meant that we were really like, we didn't have kids yet, but we really had to scrimp and save. And, you know, I like, bet, yeah. and I had had a good job and I quit it. And, and so, <laughs> but for me, that was a turning point to say that I am dedicated to being a published author, whatever that takes. And that was the first time really that I was surrounded by people who also wanted to do that. Um, but I was still writing for adults and then all these things inter you know, came in the meantime where I became a parent and then I was teaching and then I had another child and then I had a little time where I was home. And that was the time when all these picture books are every surface in this house. Oh my goodness. Because I'm making up for what I didn't have, you know. <sighs> So whenever- the library was no longer cardboard boxes, correct? Right, right. We have, we're constantly buying bookshelves and my husband's like, why don't you just give away some books? <laughs> just give away <laughs> bookshelves. Although I do give away books on Halloween instead of candy. Oh, um, that's awesome. Great idea. So, so I was surrounded by picture books and being a writer and trained as a writer, I started kind of really studying them instead of just reading them and said, well, I would like to try this sometime. And at the time I was working on an adult novel, it wasn't going anywhere. It was my second try. I was having trouble revising it. And um, I started writing down ideas for picture books. And this idea about this little boy who said he had a horse came in my, my head and I wrote it. And the real changing point then was that I got an agent okay. with that book. Okay. So, and the funny thing is, like I, like I love SCBWI. I'm a member. I've gone to conferences, but I didn't join until after that book sold. Like this was all so, like I'm gonna try and write a children's book. I've written all this other stuff. Yeah. And I should say, like 
although I got an agent right away with Adrian Simcox, I had 300 agent rejections on my adult novel and still didn't have one. So, you know, so to say like, well, that was an overnight, like, well, yeah. <laughs> except that it was 10 years of, exactly. of writing. You heard no a lot. This is, um, this is amazing. And I think the part of the story that I'm really interested in is, okay, you had an agent, you got the, you sold the book. The book did fantastic. I mean, the indie bestseller, the awards that you received, like the Crystal Kite Awards is through SBCBWI, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, and then choose to read Ohio list. So was your publisher promoting the book and submitting to the book to these different, um, a list of awards or mm-hmm. was your background in PR helping you to market the book? Tell me, was it a combination or I want to know so, a little bit more about um, your background in those years of P- being in PR, if it helped. Yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been really fortunate to publish these four books um, have been with major large publishers who've had uh, you know, large marketing publicity departments who've kind of taken all this on for me. Okay. So, so my, I think my background helped in that. So there's, there's like a marketing launch meeting, like six months ahead of when the book comes out, I get on the phone with the head publicist and she just talks through whatever plans they have for the book. And because like, I never did book marketing, mm-hmm. but I understand all of something about it. So I knew what questions to ask. Mm. And, and honestly, the way that I've been most helpful and maybe like I probably did a lot more editing on the press release than maybe other authors would have done. They would have okay. just clicked off approve, but well, I want to slant this a little bit. Yeah. So, so I think that helped because I've written a lot of press releases. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you're asked, to write little snippets, like little blog posts or, or short articles for, um, for the websites of different bloggers, you know? And, and so I'm able to do that, I think, to find the message in the book and, and craft something for whatever. I've done a lot of different types of writing over all the years as a marketing person. I mean, I used to be a speech writer. So that helps me when I have to present I've done newsletters and speeches and many, many press releases. And so that all, that's I think all it would. I think it would because not everyone who comes on the podcast says that, you know, these bigger name publishers, that their teams are helping them. So this is really cool to hear that you're having a call, you're speaking to people, they're giving you some direction and that you're able to add that feedback in as well. Right. And I, I fully recognize that I've been fortunate to get that because even as you said, the big publishers, of course, they have to decide how to allocate their budget for whichever book they think, you know, might do really well. And, and so, yeah, that's been great. <laughs> that's now that the books are out and um, you're not doing a launch for, per se, you know, each of those titles, mm-hmm. what kinds of things would you say do you do on a weekly basis to help connect with your readers, to help um, you know, get the the message of your books out into the world. I, I did see that you're on Instagram. Is that kind of a place that you're using to connect with your readers? So I'm fairly new to Instagram, but um, well, I've probably had an account for a while, but that doesn't mean I was using it. <laughs> true, true. Um, for a long time, I used Twitter and I've just 
you know, for various reasons, I've gotten kind of tired of Twitter. And so I'm gravitating more toward Instagram. And actually, um, this last book, this one that just came out. It's beautiful, so, by the way. I've been eyeing it. It's on, I, I put, wrote it down here, too. <laughs> so this is one that really took off last month with various Instagram influencers. I guess you call them bookstagrammers. Do you call yeah. them that? <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but again, my publisher, uh, which was kind of off for this one, is the one that got that book into all of their hands through their okay. publicity team. Okay. So that's been great. So like, I've just had the privilege of kind of sharing those posts. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and watching that kind of snowball a little bit. So, so that was great. And it's gotten me more on Instagram, I would say, like, like, I know, I know this is a marketing podcast. <laughs> no, well, we and I should probably say can't... like, oh, I'm following all these rules and then you're supposed to post this many times and then you're supposed to do this and this and this. And I, I fully admit to not doing that. I thought about doing that. You <laughs> and, are, um... you and every other author that I interview. <laughs> so, you know, a, a lot of what um, authors are talking about too is connecting with their readers in school visits. And I did hear you right. mention that and you did some Zoom ones through the last few years. Are you um, hearing from any schools about getting into in person or are, do you feel yeah, like Ohio is pretty? There's, there's two schools in Ohio that I'm currently emailing with to try and find a date for like a whole day where we do three, four presentations, you know, in the different age groups. Great. So, so you're getting back to so, the- Yeah, back in person. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So that's another way of marketing too. So it's, right. it's really, I think the tricky part, and that's why I started this podcast is writers go into this because they love writing. But mm-hmm. one way that your books get discovered is by talking about what you're doing. So authors are, you know, either blogging about their process or they're using Instagram to maybe share a picture of their favorite writing space is trying mm-hmm. to get people to see what you're doing, but also in a, in, in a very authentic way, because as writers, you don't want to sit there and say, buy my book, buy my book, because yeah. that's not authentic. So that's right. why we Some love people hearing. are a lot better at that. Like, I always feel like, well, like, okay, especially when you have a book coming out and it's just every, you know, but I think we all kind of understand, like we yeah. have to do this right now. <laughs> yeah. So I we'll do, have, um, we will have, go ahead, go ahead and share. I was just going to say, I do, like, I have a couple books sitting on my coffee table that I want to share on Instagram today. Cause I, whenever I come across a book that I just, I absolutely love and, you know, I go out and order a copy for friends or whatever. I make sure to post that on Instagram too. Mm, um, share the love. To, right. Right. Which and if I'm fun. really good and I think about it, I'll also put at least a couple line review about it on, um, you know, on Amazon Goodreads, because that number of reviews on Amazon really makes a difference in how people find your books. I love um, to hear an author reviewing other people's books. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's that's a big part of community too, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, giving the love. Well, what is next? Let's hear what's next. You said you have a couple, you finished a novel, right? Right. So that's out on submission. Okay. So we just kind of sit back and I have a picture book on submission too. So we're just sitting back and waiting for that. Um, There is another picture book sold that's coming out with Little Brown. Uh, It's called, What Are You Waiting For? 
and it's going to be illustrated by Shelly Johannes. If you know her, she wrote the Beatrice Sinker, and she's from Michigan. Yes, we've had her. We actually interviewed her. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome! So, so yeah, that's not going to be out probably till early 2025. Okay, it's kind of about taking risks and and you know reassessing when things don't go as planned. So it's definitely a pitch for graduation. Yeah, is this her first picture? Is this the first picture book that Shelly has illustrated? Because I, I Shelly has two. Well, she has. I think she has one coming out in a week or two. Okay, she wrote an an illustrated. And then more than Sunny, she wrote an illustrated. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah, I haven't. Well, because of the pandemic, I haven't seen her in person. But we would run into each other at different local Michigan events. Mm-hmm. And um, she signed many of her Beatrice books for my 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 daughters. Uh, I did not know this. This is really great news. So I'll have to look her up. After oh, my- and we're definitely scheming to do in-person stuff together. Wonderful. Like, I'm That's gonna awesome. Come to Michigan, she'll come to Ohio. We're only like three hours apart. That's great. Well, so. I'll be there. I will be there. All right. It'd be great to meet you. <laughs> all right. Well, Marcy, we have all the information um, we will put in the show notes on how people can reach out to you. And we will link to the books that you had mentioned. Good luck. And thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Those of you who are tuning in, please know that we will have another guest on the podcast. Every Tuesday, we release an interview. So we look forward to hearing from more creatives. Until next time. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further. Head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much.